A Woman's Soul Restored Podcast talks about rediscovering hope, happiness, and the things that can happen in life that can take away your essence. Latanya and her guests focus on the traumas that may have made you a victim and discuss measures that can be implemented to turn your negative into victory. Topics are discussed that are hard to hear but necessary for growth, vitality, and newness in life after a trauma. Latanya has a bachelor's degree in human services with a minor in psychology. She has been the founder and president of a local nonprofit for women for almost 20 years. She is an ordained minister, a published author of several books, and she has a love for helping people. Latanya's mission is to help women understand that trauma does not define who they are, just like it did not define who she was. Helping women be healed and restored from their past trauma, sharing the stories of women that have overcame their various trials, and bringing awareness of various issues that encompass women is a standard that the podcast has embraced for the past three years. Welcome to the A Woman's Soul Restored Podcast with Latanya Y. Hendry. Yes, this is LaTanya Hendry with A Woman's Soul Restored. Wow, we are moving rapidly through the month of April. I was just having a conversation with my pastor, Pastor Shirley, um, from the house that love built in Walterboro, South Carolina. Just had Shirley Johnson. Was just having a conversation with her and just saying how fast the months are going by. Looked like we just were celebrating New Year's and just looked like if we keep on, we're going to be celebrating New Year's 2024. The year is really going by fast. We're in the second week of April. Looking forward to having an awesome week. I want to appreciate you all for responding to the replay episode from last week about my journey with author, new author, Trauma. And even when that played the first time when we did the actual episode, it got a lot of listeners. And the replay had a lot of listeners. And one of the emails asked, you know, what is it that draws your personal story out of you? How are you able to write that and be and do it effectively? So I had maybe three or four that went along those lines of wanting to write their story and how to do it effectively if you're writing your personal story. So we're going to talk about that this week. We're going to talk about being an effective writer when you're trying to write your personal story. Writing your story for God's glory is what we're going to talk about this week. But before we get into that, this is sexual assault awareness month in april and we really want to shed the light on that sexual assaults still go on they're called different names now but it's still rape rape is rape and rape is rapes are still happening we just don't hear about them as much there because so much other stuff is going on in the news and 
the spotlight is always on other things, but there's still women and men, unfortunately, that suffers from sexual assault, that physical assault. And we don't want to dismiss the victims that go through that just because the numbers are not as prevalent as they used to be. It's because it's still one of those crimes that's not reported like other crimes are. And and when a woman is raped, it's a shame that comes with that. And no matter what you do, it seems like you can't wash that stench off of you. And it's not a physical stench. It's an emotional stench. And it seems like it doesn't come off. And being a former rape victim from the age of 16, which I don't talk about that much. And I may do an episode. And I think I said that maybe two weeks ago about doing an episode about the trauma I suffered from being raped and almost killed, drugged on our house and the trauma that came with that. Sometimes it's difficult to talk about that. Even at this age, my daughter is 39 years old. So you're talking about 39 years ago and I still have images and I can look at my stomach and see the scars of what happened to me and on, on that St. Patrick's Day in 1984 of being left under a house for dead. So sexual assaults are still happening and there's a shame and a stigma that comes along with that. And we want to let victims know that we are here. We are here with the advocates all over that share your voice and can speak for you until you're able to speak for yourself. So if you know someone this month that's a victim of sexual assault, if if it's you that's a victim of sexual assault, and you're having problems with getting past it. And actually, you don't get past it. You just learn how to deal with it, how to manage it. That's your healing. To not let it control you, but you control it. But if you're having problems with dealing with that, please seek somebody out. I, of course, I'm available. But if you locally, wherever you are, and I know some countries don't have support for certain crimes and sexual assault is one of those crimes like Africa um, Russia countries that I now see are listening to this podcast that the women that write in say there's no support Um, or if it is support it's support from underground meaning it's not public support it's not an office where you can go to for support for this or it's not some place where you can call to get support or talk to somebody on a uh, 1-800 line or a toll-free line. You have to actually go underground to find somebody to help you if you're a victim of sexual assault. Fortunately, here in the United States, we have plenty of resources and other countries as well, Canada. Um, we have many, many countries that um, England has a, a great support system for women of rape and sexual trauma. Um, sexual assault so whatever you need to do to get that healing wherever whatever wherever you are in the world whatever you need to do to get that healing to begin to mend your soul do that 
Don't sit in a place of hurt. Don't sit in a place of pain. But reach out to whatever resource you need to reach out to, even if it's the person next door. That's some, that person that's going to understand what you're going through and be that ear, that listening ear to help you get past whatever it is you're feeling. Please reach out to somebody because we had the suicide rate is still lingering around 45-46% of sexual assault victims that just can't take that pressure and that stress and that mental anger so they end it or they try to end it, attempted suicide and it's, it's just it is still something to be observed it's still something that we have to talk about that can't be ignored so if you know a victim of sexual assault or if you are a victim of sexual assault please seek somebody out or seek a support group speak out seek out a counselor or a, a um, psychiatrist or something somebody that will help you to get to that next step or that next level in your approach to healing also the challenge that i put out um, seems to be getting a lot of support about how to stop people that participate in body shaming when we see those posts when we see those comments and things that make people feel bad about how they look or the shape of their body or whatever the case may be we don't need to participate in that so don't even keep strolling just stroll past it and don't give them a voice to even try to continue to post the things they post to make people feel bad so yes the this is an ongoing challenge for us to not give people the power to take away somebody else's power to make somebody powerless to make themselves more powerful stroll past those posts don't comment positive or negative don't like don't make the angry face don't do anything don't give that post any ammunition to go up to the top don't support it stroll past it now thank you all for your support this week we're talking about a crucial part of writing and that's writing your personal story writing your story for god's glory so when we come back after two quick breaks that's what we'll be talking about this week so you know the routine get comfortable the weather here in savannah has turned a little cold so wherever you are whatever temperature weather you're in get comfortable accordingly and be sure to come right back Sisters Helping Sisters Social Organization for Women, Incorporated, is a faith-based community nonprofit located in historic, beautiful Savannah, Georgia, and has been serving the local area since April of 2003. The sisterhood has been built on trust, unity, growth, discovery, appreciation, and security, all embodied by faith which has helped the organization to stand the test of time and still be viable in the community. If you would like more information about the organization, please visit www.sistershelpingsisters28.com or send an inquiry email to sistershelpingsisters28 at yahoo.com. It's a great day to be in the sisterhood.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to A Woman's Soul Restored. This week we are going to talk about writing your story, your personal story. We have people that write children's books, we have people that write horror movies, horror stories, um, adventure stories, fictional stories, non-fictional stories. There's a gamut of different types of writers, but when you get to a point where you're trying to write your personal story or put a spin on poetry that reflects your personal story, because that seems to be a trend now as well. People that write poetry that circle around things that have happened in their lives and they make it a compilation of poetry which is beautiful, which is beautiful. Um, That comes from an emotional place. It comes from a deep place to where you have healed to the extent that you want to actually now go forward and put your story in writing. And I said healed because if it's a story you want to write about, it has to be something interesting or something traumatic or something that has happened to you in your life to where you feel it would be read worthy or something that will help somebody in a journey that they're going through something that will attract a reader to whatever it is that you're writing about so yeah i would say for the most part something that you have been healed from or delivered from and you want to share that story of whatever it is with others either for just the edification to educate someone or to help somebody heal as well from the thing that you're writing about. So let's take this step by step because the first thing you don't want to do is to write a story about yourself if you have not healed from the thing you're writing about. Because when those emotions start stirring up in you, you're not going to know what to do with them and you're going to freeze. You're going to have automatic brain freeze and you're not going to feel like writing stuff that you're not healed from yet. And that's the lot of mistakes that new authors make. And it's a mistake that I made in the beginning. I thought I was ready to write and I wasn't because I wasn't fully healed from the thing I was trying to write about. So you have to make sure that you are healed or in the process because you don't have to be fully healed to write your story but you do have to be in the process of healing from the thing you're writing about in order for it to be effective so you have to have some sort of off in it that's not going to pull you back down that road and bring those memories back that are going to bring you added trauma because you don't want your writing to do that you want your writing to aid in your healing and not add more stress to whatever it is you may be going through so first and foremost you have to make sure that you are either healed or in the in some form or process of healing before you attempt to write your personal story because the key word is personal 
It is something that's reflective of you. It's something that happened in your life, either short term, long time ago, childhood, that's going to bring up and stir up some memories. And if you're not in the process of some form of healing, those memories are going to destroy your writing. And you don't want to destroy it before you even try to make the attempt to write it. You don't want to have that negative stigma in your head about writing it before you even start the process of writing it. So make sure you are either in some stage of healing or are healed from it. Next thing you want to do, if this is a true story, you want to make sure that you have permission from the people that you're writing about. Because true story or not, even if it is your story, people can come back and try to sue you. They can hold you liable for, especially if it's something that somebody did. They can say you're slandering their names if you use their names. Now, if you use fictional names with real people, then no, you don't have to get permission from that. But if you're writing a tell-all and you're trying to use their names or what have you, you got to get their permission. Most people, most writers do not do that. They don't use the actual names of the characters that they're writing about. They'll give them fictional names to go along with the story. So unless you know that person personally, and for the most part, well, I'm going to leave step, that's another step down the line, but unless you personally know this person, you're not going to know who these, who that author is talking about. So make sure if you're using real names um, that you get the permission of the people that your names you're using. Because you don't want your story that's trying to help people end up hurting you financially when somebody tries to sue you for liable or sue you for slander, defamation of character, or whatever it may be. Or that person might not have done nothing in your story, just the point that you're using their name. They might want to share your profits from your book. There's a variant of things that can go on when you write a true story and you're using real names in that story. So the best way to stay on the safeguard of that and to stay on the legal side of it is to use fictional names. I was going to say leave this tip for later, but I'm going to go ahead and put this in this now. You want to build an audience where you are not only selling to people you know. Yeah, you want people you know to get your books and to read your story. But you want your audience to be others. You want your audience to be the people that's going to benefit from the book you write. And if you're only sharing on your social media pages and tagging your friends or family members or time you have a family function, you got your books trying to sell it to your family, you don't want to do that because you want your audience to be bigger than your inner circle. You're going to need that as an author. You're going to need that as a professionalist. To not have your buyers just be the people in your immediate circle. Because I've said this before, you're going to do that and people are going to stop wanting to be around you because the only thing you're going to talk about is trying to sell your book to them or your books. I'm around my family and I do when I do first publish a book, I do try to get my friends and family to get it only because I want them to know the ins and outs of my story because a lot of them don't. But I go on other mediums as well. I don't necessarily use Facebook to publicize my work. 
in the beginning I do, but I use LinkedIn. I use other platforms, even Twitter. I, I use Twitter occasionally, but when I first release a book, I'm on Twitter hard because I'm trying to get people that I don't know to purchase my book. Now, I'm writing on, working on one now, and this is not a story of my life or anything because I do have one more to write in the trilogy of my life. And I'm still working on that. I'm still working on the storyline behind that. We're still getting facts from family members because I want the story to be accurate. But I want to get somebody to help me market this book because marketing is not my area. And with most writers, most authors, marketing is not our area. So unless you are really good at it, it takes it's in your best interest to find a marketer. That can help you get that book out. Do a trailer and all those things that go along to help sell your book. That's what I'm going to do this time. But in times past, I have did it my own, on my own. And I have done some things through Amazon with their marketing. And paid for some sponsored um, marketing space and what have you. And that was kind of beneficial. I didn't put a lot of money in it. So I got what I paid for. What I paid for. But it is worthwhile to not just try to sell to friends and family and hope friends and family tell other people because you want to go beyond that. You want your market to reach more than just friends and family. So I wanted to put that tidbit in there about, you know, when you market or when you're selling your books. Social media is not always the best platform. It's a starting platform. But unless you got the money to invest in Facebook marketing, invest in Instagram marketing, and those things that, that, that's going to show your books to people that you don't know, it's best to really try to invest in somebody that's going to help you with marketing. Somebody that's, that's a, And I am not that person because I get that question all the time. Do you market? No. And I've said that more than one or two, three times. I am not a marketer. That is not my area. I would like to learn that area. Because marketing is one of those niche where you're going to pay. Because that person know what they're doing. They're going to get your whatever you're trying to get marketed. They're going to get it out there for you. But it's going to cost you. So, yeah, I'm, I'm researching and trying to learn what I need to learn in order to be an effective marketer. But I can't do that for anybody yet because I'm trying to learn it for myself first. But it is worth the investment if you can find a marketer, do your research on them. Find out what they have done in the past, what they've done for other people. And then if that's the person you're going to go with, then move forward. But, yeah, writing your story is going to be one of those things that's going to test you emotionally. Because it is going to pull something out of you. It's going to pull out those emotions that you went through when whatever was happening to you was happening. And if you're not healed from that, it'll break you. It'll break you and it'll tear you apart. So as I said in the first time author trauma, I was already dealing with the process of getting my story out. Then to have to deal with uh, being scammed on top of that, it really took me in a low place of depression. And we're not talking about scammers this week. We're talking about just getting our story out in general. If you're not healed enough, if you're not at a place to where you can write it and not break out in tears. Now, you may tear up a little bit, 
But you shouldn't be so emotional until you have to stop in the middle of your story and you don't pick it back up. So you have to be at a place to where you're okay. You know, some things are going to hurt. Some things are going to trigger some memories that you probably don't want triggered. But you got to be okay. You got to know that what you may feel in emotions is going to be worth it when somebody gets that book or gets that memoir about your story. And it's going to help them get to a place that they need to get to. So the pain you feel, it's like when you're pregnant and you go through labor pains. That pain you're feeling from labor is bringing forth your baby. So that emotion that you feel when you're writing is bringing forth fruit. And the fruit is going to be your book that's going to help others get through whatever it is that you're writing about. Writing can be a, a healing tool. It can be therapeutic. Poetry is, because I used to write poetry back in the day, and sometimes I think about maybe getting back into it, but that's not my passion anymore. I was real passionate at one time with poetry, and that's not where I am right now. But I wouldn't mind writing a poetry book surrounding my story and, and turning it into poetry, something that's can be visually seen and, and read, but um, from what I've seen from people that have done it, it can be beautifully done in, in poetry format. But you have, as I'm, and I'm going to keep saying that you have to be at a place in your life where you're able to do that and what comes along with that because depending on your story, people are going to want you to come out and speak. They're going to want you to do interviews, or you you should seek out to do interviews. And that's the next thing. That's part of promoting and marketing. Now, I do know how to do that. I do know how to do an effective interview because when I, 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 I pick my interviews very carefully. I research to see, as people do this show, they research to see is it viable for them to come on here. And then they go from there. I do the same thing before I do it, unless it's somebody I really care about, somebody I'm trying to help out, somebody that would think that what I have to say will benefit them and help them get to where they need to be, then yeah, under those circumstances, of course, I'll do an interview. But under just a professional basis of somebody I don't know and, and I'm trying to research to see, is this somebody that I should do an interview with? Yeah, we have to keep things professional. You can't just jump to every interview. You can't just jump to every um, opportunity to speak because you have to know that it's going to produce fruit. And I've been on that lately about being able to, to produce fruit from the things that you vest yourself in, from the things you give your time to. You have to see some kind of fruit from it. You have to see where it's progressively moving you along in the trend that you're supposed to be moving in or it's not worthwhile it's not worth your time now some things we can do from the goodness of our heart some things we can do as community work as charity work to help another organization to help somebody with their cause of course but if you're strictly business doing this you have to keep it business and you can't allow your time to just be out there like that and you don't see anything from it so when you put all these things together about when you write your story you have to have a consensus about why you're writing your story what has prompted you 
at this time to want to write your story. And if you're writing your personal story and you say money, I'm going to tell you right now that's the wrong reason. Because until you become established as an author, don't be, or if you get under a coach that is able to propel you along, because that's the new trend now too, getting an author coach and and getting a team and and collaborating writing or um you know get getting authors together to do uh collaboration with your with your writing that's a trend that's going it seems to be successful to get a writing coach to help you along i do coach haven't picked up any new clients recently because the schedule has been slammed and you have to have time to commit to somebody when you're trying to coach them in writing a book when you try to edit that book it takes time so you need to make sure that you have a schedule that allows for that time where you're not holding somebody's book hostage and you're not spending too much time vested in that person's book because they're ready to get to the next step they're ready to go ahead and get their book published and if you're holding up too much time doing whatever it is you're supposed to be doing that just takes away from the progress that that author could be making with the steps that they need to be doing. So make sure that you have time to do the things that you say you have to do. Right now, I really don't have time, so I'm not taking on anybody. But when I was doing it, it's very lucrative, especially if you know what you're doing. If I, I can edit my own books critically because I remove myself as the author and I go into edit mode. And whenever people say they, you know, they're self-publishers, they can edit their own books, you have to remove yourself from being that author. You have to no longer be the author and move into editor. Whatever phase you're in when you say you're trying to do whatever you need to do for your books yourself, you have to remove yourself as the author. Because if you are attached to that work, if you are attached to that manuscript, if you're attached to that that work that that piece that body of work that you created you're going to treat it in a way to where business-wise you're not going to see where somebody come at you critically and try to help you you're going to take it the wrong way and not going to move progressively with your work so the question still remains, why are you writing? And it can't be for money. It can't just be, I, I want to get this huge amount of money. Because if you're not well known, if you just break it into it, and if you don't have a marketer, to be honest, you're not going to make any money like that. You're not going to make any money initially. The thing about writing a book, though, the cool thing and the good thing about it is your body of work is always out there. It's always available. So you can make money. I, I still make money from my first book from 2015. Um, and that's the good thing about it. If you have something in print, it doesn't have to be a bestseller right then, which that book was. And I haven't had a number one seller since that book, but I've had good sellers. I've had books that make money. But it's not about making money. It's about the telling the story and do, and writing in a way to help somebody get across that hill that they're trying to get across. To help them on that journey that they're trying to get over. Because the second book didn't make really nothing until this podcast. And then people started buying it because, as I said, because of that book led to this podcast. 
and they want to see what that book was about. So then the sales went up. But before I got that podcast, this podcast, I only sold maybe 52 copies. That's nothing. That's nothing. And I really initially regretted writing it because the first book, even though it was a part of my life, it had a little humor in it. But that second book was more down to earth. It was more gritty. It was more of the abuse I went through as a child. And that wasn't the thing that people wanted to read. So, like I said, 52 um, copies. And I think maybe 35 of those were friends and family. So, yeah, initially that book did not take off. But when I got the podcast, the right person read it. And the podcast took off from there. And then people heard about it and they started, you know, getting it, reading it, and giving it feedback. So, but that book will always be out there. And as, as well as the other materials that I've written will always be out there. And if you're an author and you have written material out, it will always be there for whatever generation to be able to read. So don't stress about if it didn't take off right then. Don't stress about in the first six weeks and you sold a little bit of copies. Get on your grind. Do what you need to do. But don't stress about it because once you wrote, written a book, your work is out there for the masses to get to, to read, to learn from, to benefit from, to be able to, whatever your goal is for why you've written that book, it's always going to be there for that goal to be present, to to see your vision come through, true, in what you're trying to do. But the thing about, and I, I say this a lot about when I wrote my story, the first book, which was a frightening experience to see what I went through typed out. And that's the thing when either some people write their work out first and then they'll type it out. And some people will take like footnotes and then type around the footnotes they're taking. And some people just type. I'm the type I'll write my characters out, but I just type. I just type to get the story out to as those thoughts are coming to my head. I type. So, depending on the type of writer, type of author that you are, depending on how much emotion that you're putting into your work, is your heart in your work, is your heart and your soul in your work, it really makes a difference and it shows if you're just writing just to write or if you're writing to really effectively make a difference. You never want to write just to do something um is some people do write as a hobby you know and if you could do that then kudos to you but it has to be an agenda and a, a goal a purpose for you to put yourself out there like that to feel comfortable enough to put your story to put your life out there like that because some of the things you may put may change people's perception of you Depending if your close immediate family or your close friends get your book, try to support you. And they start actually reading it because I've had people just to get my book that know me to really not read it. Because if I talk about something that happened to me and they'll say, oh, no, I didn't know that. and But you bought the book. Then I know you didn't read the book because a lot of things that happened to me in my past and in my youth, I put in the book. And I, I thank my friends and family that did support me and did purchase the book. 
But if I and, and if you don't want to read it, then that's your money. That's fine. You know, whatever you, however you choose to support, then that's fine. But I'll know it. And as an author, you know, if somebody close to you got something that you wrote, you wrote, and you say something reflective, and they're surprised. They're like, "Oh, I didn't know that." But if you read the book, you you didn't read the book. You just bought it, so. Um, it shouldn't matter that a person didn't read the book, but sometimes it do. You want people to read what they're buying from you. Um, that just kind of defeats the purpose, but it's still ultimately up to that person whether they do or not. So when you're writing your story, and this is the main point I wanted to get across, you're writing your story, your trauma, your trials, your tribulations, your ups, your downs, for God's glory because in that story of what you're going through it gotta be the point where God brought you through that trial that trauma that tribulation that long suffering it gotta be a point where God brought you through that and that's the goal to write your story for God's glory because when you tell your truth and when you write that for others benefit to benefit from to get their healing from God gets the glory from what you've written God gets the glory from your story either if you're a public speaker and you go out and you share your story if you lecture and you go out and you share your story you do your interviews you go out and you share your stories if you got a YouTube Twitter channel um oh what's the other one um It'll come to me. But whatever channel that you have that you can use as an outlet to verbally get your information out or verbally let people see your book, hear your voice, know what it is that you're doing. All of that is for God's glory. When an author can emotionally say why they written that book and what the intention of it is and what it means for their story to be out and who their target audience is and believe it or not everybody's not your target audience if you write your book thinking everybody's your target audience you're going to miss it everyone is not your target audience you have an audience in mind when you write your book and the book is catered to whatever your topic is so if your topic is about if you got abused as a child, somebody that wasn't abused as a child probably not going to have interest in your book. So that can't be your target audience. Your target audience is going to be others that was abused as a child that maybe have not been healed from it yet. Or the parent of a child that was abused that just don't know how to deal with that child or doesn't know how to help that child heal. So that's your audience. Your audience is not... The businessman that doesn't have a clue about rape, you know, if if he's trying to learn something, he might get it, but that's not your target audience. So that's key, too, to know who your target audience is and to cater to that and to get that misconception out your head that, yeah, my book is for everybody. It sounds good, but it's not true. Your book is not for everybody. If you write a book about racing, I'm not going to get that book because I'm not a racer. I have no interest in gaming. People that game and they they write a book about gaming or um, 
the 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 characters with um anime which my youngest son is into heavy and he's trying to write a book about um something about anime and and yeah i'll support my son because that's my son but that's not something that and i i would read it just to see that critically to critique him because he's already asked me would i edit his book and i said yes i would so on that front i would read it but i'm not going to generally go out and get a book that's based on something dealing with anime or dealing with racing now i am a football fan so i may get a book about about football about a player but it's just every book is not for everybody and you have to get that in your head when you're writing you can't write all over the place trying to cater to everybody you have to stay on point and you have to stay specific to what your message is and what you're trying to get across and when you do that when you write your story and you give god glory in your story you will see the fruit of what you've done you get blessed by it when you try to help somebody else from maybe a misfortune or something that you have went through in your life but you're writing that story to make sure that somebody can see that warning sign or if they went through what you've gone through how you got through it your steps may not be every step that they can take but some of the steps may be or they might see a different way or, or they might figure out no well, i don't need to go that way at all but let them have a way to be able to get what they need to get from your body of work and that's the goal to be able to help somebody if you're writing a book of comedy just trying to entertain somebody then fine everybody's not getting a book just to be entertained though so even in that every book is not for everybody so just be mindful of your audience be mindful of how you write don't try to copy somebody else's writing and i'm not talking about plagiarism writing somebody else's story and claiming it for yours i'm talking about how your writing style is in general all of us have a unique writing style and that's how you write some people identify your books according to the first few chapters they know how you write and when you change up if you write differently the next book they're going to point that out because they're going to see how you switched it up how you changed it so stick to what you know stick to telling your story don't try to add to it or take from it or make it more than what it is because it's going to reach who it needs to reach and it's going to be for god's glory so kudos to you for wanting to write your story wanting to get it out there but as i said in the beginning make sure that you are healed from whatever it is you're writing about because the most effective writing is when you're able to write and pull from that emotion that emotion is going to help you write your emotion is going to help you get your story but if you're not healed and you're dealing with i don't know the the what you felt in that moment that whatever was happening to you happened to you you can't be effective that way that's when mistakes happen and if you're self-editing you really need to be careful with mistakes because no matter how good a book is if it's full of mistakes it's going to be hard to follow that story so if you're not going to self-edit and if you're not comfortable doing it 
don't even attempt it. Go ahead and get an editor. Let them do your book, do your book so that your work can count as your work. You know, people think that writing a book is one of the most simplest things, and you should just be able to do it. <coughs> Excuse me. You should just do it. It's not that easy. It's like people think podcasting is just, you know, that's somebody just talking. That's somebody just doing interviews. It's not that easy. It takes a lot to be able to hold a conversation with or do an interview with somebody to get their story, to get what they're trying to get out for a podcast, for a radio interview, for Facebook Lives, or whatever it is that you're doing to where you're either doing commentary or you're doing an interview. It takes a measure of gratification. It takes a measure of knowing that you're making a difference with what you're saying, the advice you're giving, the commentary you're giving, whatever it is you're saying. You need to know that is you're being effective in it and you're making a difference. It takes a measure of confidence and being assured in yourself and not doubting yourself to know that your words, whatever you're going to put out there, if it's factual-based or statistical-based, make sure that you have your numbers the way it's supposed to be. And that's the same thing with writing. If Even if it's a personal story, if you're putting data in there, Make sure that your data is your data. Make sure that you put the source of your data in there. There's a lot of things that come along with writing that people dismiss. And when they write that first book, it doesn't go the way they think it should go because they didn't do their research. They missed a lot of things. They missed a lot of opportunities in the writing process or even in that planning process. You have to have a plan in place as a part of strategically knowing what it is you're going to do, what your market is, and how you're going to do it effectively, and even knowing later how you're going to market it. How are you going to use somebody? Are you going to reset? You got to know all that stuff beforehand and not play it by ear and wait until you're done and then you're trying to figure things out. Write an outline out. Write a plan. And in your outline, you should include I've done my research for my marketer. This is what, these are my steps I'm going to take to, to write my book, to outline my book, to write it, to get it edited, to get it published, and then to get it marketed. And some people even market while they're in the writing phases of it. They'll share a page or two of a chapter just to build interest. So it just depends on what you want to do. It depends on what you want to, what area You want to go with your book and just take it from there. So I hope some of these tips have been effective. And if you're writing your story for God's glory, because if you're writing it for his glory, then ultimately that's all that matters. If he's put that book on your heart and you write that book and and it happens how he, however he blesses it, whoever hand he allows it to get into, that's for his glory. So we give him thanks for it. And I applaud you and even wanting to get your story out there. I applaud you for whatever you've gone through that now you're to the point where, yeah, it's time for me to share what I went through in my life to help somebody else. So if you would like to send an email, send it to a woman's soul restored at gmail.com. The website is www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net. And the Facebook page is A Woman's Soul Restored. 
go ahead and write that book. If you're ready, you're ready. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to those that are not doing anything. Some people just say, give you advice and they're not meaning to hurt you. But ultimately, you have to do what God put in your heart. You have to do what's best for you. So for this week, this is Latanya Hendry with A Woman's Soul Restored. You all be blessed. Till next time.